What used to be maybe the most exciting rivalry in the NL East for the New York Mets doesn't have quite the same buzz, but we're going to try to talk about a uh, series that we hope can bring a little bit of excitement. I have Josh Neighbors on today for a crossover. We are previewing Mets Nationals. You are Locked On Mets, your daily New York Mets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked on crossover. This is Ryan Fickelstein, the host of Locked on Mets. Join once again, uh, Josh Neighbors, the host of Locked on Nationals. We are the longstanding NL East hosts, right? We no are. one has been in the NL East longer than us. Uh, we've seen this division change a lot. Uh, you came right after they won the World Series? I did, yeah. So a lot of success that I brought. So it's your fault, basically, right? <laughs> 100% it's my fault. So the Nationals currently sit at 10 and 20. The Mets 20 and 10. Two teams that could not be uh, any further from each other at this stage. But here's an interesting thing that I want to talk to you about, Josh. Right now, you know what the Nationals have done? They've scored more runs than the Phillies, the Braves, and the Marlins. Second best offense in this division. How have they done it? That's a great question. I'm not even sure I know. Because uh, <laughs> it feels like they put up a lot of zeros. They actually had a really nice uh, road trip they just had. where they, they scored a decent amount of runs. Um, but you know, they had some nice games in Colorado. They had a couple of really nice offensive games against San Francisco too, which is really weird. That's the one place where you actually yeah. don't really expect it. Um, Josh Bell would be the number one thing I would tell you. So that's a guy that I wanted locked up at the beginning of the year, but I mean, he has been, you know, it's funny. I was talking to somebody today. If all-star voting open today, there is a much better case for Josh Bell at first base than there would be for one set in the outfield, which is a nuts. really <laughs> odd thing to think of. But like he's been, he has been dynamic is the word I would say. I mean, for both sides of the plate, he has been awesome so far this year. So he's really figured it out in home road, you know, wherever they go, he just, he's hitting. So, and look, as bad as Juan Soto has been and bad for him as a relative term, yeah. um, he's still on base a lot. And it seems like Josh Bell drives him, drives him in, you know, half the time he's on base. So that's a big part of their offense. Uh, Josh Bell has been kind of the catalyst, which is a weird thing to say. And they also have Yadiel Hernandez, who's doing really well as well. I yeah, don't he's even, been awesome. Like, who is this guy? I mean, because I'm just I'm like, is this a I, – I know I've seen him, but, like, I didn't know, like, okay, wait, is this like a prospect that's figuring it out or whatever? I look at okay, – and I'm like, wait a minute, he's 34. He's only right. been in the major for three years. It makes no sense. The guy's hitting like 360, I saw. Well, yeah, he's, he's been fantastic. Um, and this was a guy that, you know, he's, he, he had a little bit of um, minor league uh, experience and came over from Cuba, uh, signed in, I think it was, it's like 2016. Um, so, you know, at that point, what is that? Six years ago. So he's 28 at that point. And then uh, spent some time in double a in 17 and 18 and then makes his way, uh, you know, around the minors and finally gets the call at 32. And what I'll say is, you know, he is, he is somebody that swings a lot, which is like what you kind of want from a six, seven spot guy, right? Like this is not, this is not an eight, nine guy who's up there to, you know, turn the lineup over. It's not a top three guy who's just going to, you know, does actually hit for some decent power at times. 
but like he's just there to swag in the middle of the lineup or the back part of the lineup. And like I kind of respect the hell out of it, and it's worked so far this year. Um, I think he's a really good asset actually at the trade deadline. Also, yeah. he's got one more year of team control after 34. So like you don't have to worry about like, okay, how much is it gonna cost us? Like you can kind of say, okay, this guy's a fourth outfielder for us. Not, you know, this is no Willie Mays out there. Um, but this, you know, this guy's fourth outfielder, you know, maybe if you want a DH. You know, maybe if you want just somebody deeper in the lineup, you can you can play. He just gives you a lot of options. So he's been awesome so far. And, yeah, basically made himself at the point where it's like kind of has to be an everyday guy uh, or, you know, at least every other day guy. Yeah, it's crazy. You basically right now, I think those two guys uh, are, have a great chance of getting traded too, which is the funny thing is Juan Soto has a little bit of help now, and they'll probably just take that little bit of help that he has and get rid of it. Nelson Cruz has not been good. Uh, at this stage, is Nelson Cruz washed? Is, is that that over with now? Yeah, I mean, he looks washed. I, I don't <laughs> like. It's also thirty games, and here's the thing: is that you know, unless it goes like, unless he hits like sub one hundred, yeah, I think he's gonna have like. I th- I still think he has some trade value, just because you and I have mentioned this a million times. It's a change of scenery sport, right? Yeah, you know, Chris Flexen is for the Mets fans out there. It's like wh- this guy's doing what now, right? Paul Seawald, he's doing Crazy. what now? Um, that stuff happens a lot in this sport. So, and, and also it's, it's a guy that we know has like done it before, right? This is a guy yeah. that's, that's so proven. So, yeah, I mean, you know, th- this is like the worst case scenario for him. Um, but I still think he's got some limited value and I, I don't think he's in the national. I mean, unless, you know, keeps going really, really south. I don't think he's in the nationals at the end of the year. It's crazy. It's just a just a weird year for the Nationals so far. Uh, two more players I want to touch on before we'll, we'll talk a little Mets and then we'll get into the pitching probables um, at the end of the, the show today. Uh, just want to get an update on the Scherzer-Turner trade. It, it, it seems like Kybert Ruiz has looked pretty good from the yeah. limited time I've seen him. Um, Josiah Gray seems to be the only starter that is actually at decent at all, even gives the Nationals a chance. It seems like they found two pretty interesting players here. Yeah, and I, I've mentioned this before. Like, I think they could have gotten both those guys for maybe one of the guys they traded. Yeah. Um, to be honest, um, you know, because the Dodgers. I mean, I, I think with that team, we their farm system is so prestigious that, like, we, you know, you when you go to them and negotiate, it's like All right, I know you have a surplus, and yeah. we know you have a need. So I, I don't think they had to get you know, uh, you know, I'm not sure about the other two guys, Gerardo Carrillo and Donovan Casey. Like, I really could not tell you how good players are going to be. Um, but Josiah Gray is, it's funny enough that you mentioned Scherzer, like he's, he's a fly ball pitcher. So yeah. um, he's had a lot of problems with the home run ball, which is concerning. You know, in this year it continued it was last year and this year it's concerning, you know, even though it's not summertime yet and the ball has been deadened uh, that it's still happening to him. But I mean, it started, you know, he's, he's starting to get on a little bit of a, like every start from him, recently in the last four or five, I guess I could think of have been pretty decent. I mean, this guy, you know, who is giving them a chance to win every fifth day. And, um, that's for this team. You know, I think, I think that's kind of what you need out of these guys at this point. And, uh, he's had a shoulder issue before. So they're trying to bring him along slowly. You know, they're protecting him. He usually won't go along more than five innings. And then, uh, Kbert Ruiz, you know, the, the one thing that we've seen across baseball, especially in the draft is the emphasis placed on catching because yeah. it is such a premium position where it's like, okay, you know, and, and this is not anything new. It's just guys that can run your staff and hit. It's a really hard thing to do and also be good defensive catchers. 
you know, the thing about the relationship building that comes with being a catcher, right? It's difficult. It's really hard to build a rapport with every, you know, just, and I know they got cards and they got stuff, they flip it and out and they know each, like you have to know your guy and know when to go and talk to him and know when not to talk to him and know what pitches to call against what guys when. And also when your turn is up in the lineup, you also need to produce. Uh, there's a reason why a lot of catchers hit late in the lineup, right? I know the Mets know all about that right now with where the, how well their catchers or not well their catchers have been producing. So I think they found somebody and he's streaky right now and he hasn't had a lot of power displayed yet. But I think at his age, he is he's pretty mature for a catcher, and they, they got a pretty good one. I, I think it's this, that's the sense I'm getting is yeah, this guy, you know, I'm not sure if he's going to be worth a Max Scherzer and a Trey Turner, but he he appears at this point to be a pretty legitimate starting catcher, and he's only 23. Yeah, and look at, at the end of the day to get two pieces. Sometimes we see you know teams make trades and they get nothing back, so at least they got something of value. Right. Um, but the good news for the Mets is they won't see Josiah Gray in this series. Um, they won't even see Eric Fetty, who's been the second best pitcher in that staff. <laughs> we'll get to the pitching probables at the end, like I said, because it's pretty laughable. Before we get to any of that, though, I want to tell you all about betonline.net, which is your number one source for all of your betting stats and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs and the start of the Major League Baseball season. BetOnline is your continued source. For all of your sports wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more, head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in the action. Bet online where the game starts. Now, when it comes to the New York Mets, when I've had uh, Connor on of Locked On Phillies, I had a little more fun asking this question because um, right now, like I said, there's not a lot of zip in this rivalry, but I, I do want to ask all of the Locked On hosts, how great are the New York Mets? I, I mean, you know, what are you seeing? Are they the best team? They're in awesome. They're <laughs> awesome. And, and here's why there's, it's not win streaks. Let's get this thing done for them. It's like yep. two out of every three. I mean, they have not lost a series yet. And how many series is it now, Ryan? They played nine. 30 games. So it's nine series they've played. Yeah. Um, not lost one yet. And I mean, you know, am I, am I wrong here? Like, it's just like, they're really consistent. They're, they're awesome at bouncing back. Uh, I'm not sure how many rubber games they've had, but they've won them all so far this year, yeah. right? They, they get to bounce back in that Phillies game. And I mean, the ultimate bounce back on the Thursday, the Thursday night too, right? And the one loss was pretty close. Like this team is just miles ahead of everybody else. Um, is that, you know, is that, is that kind of your read on this right now? Like they're just, they're 100%. good. They're, they're not too high, not too low. Well, it's the complete opposite from the nationals when it comes to the starting pitching. I mean, it's every single day, the one Maybe little slight hole I can see in this rotation right now is Taiwan Walker. Uh, right. Didn't look great his last time out, but looked good uh, his other two times. He got hurt in his first start, only pitched two innings. Was good in his return start, was bad in his second start. Uh, we'll see what he does if he takes the ball against the Nationals. But Jacob deGrom's looming. So the fact that in a month, maybe, you know, if everything breaks right, probably more likely at the All-Star break, but still you can replace Taiwan Walker with Jacob deGrom and potential roll out of rotation that's DeGrom, Scherzer, Bassett, Carrasco, and then Tyler McGill, who's been great this year. Like, this Mets team's just going to keep rolling. When you get right, I, have to pause you, I have to pause you right here, though. Yes, yes. So I think too often we do this thing where we talk about these rotations. It's like, here are the best five guys that we've got, and wow, how good is that? That never happens, though. Like, when does that happen where it's like, here are all five for two and a half months in a row, and wow. Isn't this great? Like, I, yeah. I get it, but if, if I'm a Mets fan, I'm approaching it like this. Like, 
I know Jacob DeGrom is fantastic. I know he's awesome. But I'm not even thinking about it like he's part of the team. Because Fair. when when has he shown recently you – know, I don't know what it is going on. Like I really don't know. Because he talked about last year how he said, oh, I'm throwing easier – and the velocity's, you know, it's it's the velocity was up, and that wrecked his arm. Like I don't know what what it looks like for Degrom be at, to be out there for a long time. And look, I'm not even sure. You know, it's crazy thing. I'm not even sure they need him to win at all. No. I, I actually don't know if they do. So that is, but I think that's also the brilliance of how the team is built. Like they're currently managing that situation I just talked about. There is no Degrom. He's not there right now. Um, and so you know, yeah, there, there's the Taiwan Walker issue, but like every team's got somewhat of a, a weak link. Right. So that's the one thing I'd push back on is like, you know, the good thing is even if the per- perfect vision doesn't work, which we're seeing right now, the Mets are still an awesome team. Yeah. Well, it's because of the, the, the front four and that's, that's really, it doesn't really matter who the fifth is. Right. The, the prime Mets is having a DeGrom part of this team. We don't know if they'll get there or not. I mean, I will say that so far the injury status is promising, no structural damage. But he also is doing something called loading on his shoulder, which I've never heard of in my life on, on an injury. Like, I'm not, said, what does that mean? Yeah, it's strengthening and loading his shoulder for the next month. And then he's going to be able to get another MRI. And then once that gets gets cleared, he'll start throwing. So I, I'm guessing. I'm just like, even if he comes back, like somebody else might go down, right? So yeah, like, if yeah. it's not him, it might be somebody else. Yeah, but, but the point being that, you know, what they're getting out of Carrasco, McGill, and Bassett along with Scherzer uh, is really the anchor of this team. And then you even have David Peterson who's throwing the ball well. So the yeah. bottom line is they have the depth to make it through this season. Um, and, and you look at the starting lineup and, you know, they've been one of the best offenses in the game. And I still don't think we've seen the best of them yet because you still have Pete Alonzo who is doing well, but he hasn't hit a ton of home runs yet. He had two the other day to really kind of juice those power numbers, but they haven't always been there. And Starley Marte has been good, but he hasn't been at what he was right. last year. So there's there's even room for improvement for a team that, as we said, has yet to lose a series and, you know, has won, you know, two out of every three and is, is sitting here I wanna, first team at 20 wins. I want to ask you about the lineup because they were rumored for big names, right? And they've gone big game hunting. You know, they got Lindor and they, they end up trading uh, also for, um, for, for Baez. But the acquisition they made this offseason, like they they were not they were not these high dollar guys. It was three solid guys to help build the strength of their lineup. And I'll say besides like that catch and even the catcher spot at some points in time can be dangerous. But like, you know, I don't think on any day you're really shocked, you know, if it's Mark Hanna or Escobar or McNeil or Lindor or Alonzo, or even, and Marte's had some nice games. Marte was a guy who came up with a big hit, you know, in the ninth inning the other night to put him ahead. Like, you're not shocked if any of those guys do it. Now, maybe they have one more, or Dom Smith, even to that extent, maybe they have one more move to, to make maybe in that, that department. Do you think there's one more with the lineup to make? I think right now, I think if you look at where they're at as a team, there's going to be a one different bat that's going to come, come into the equation by the end of the season, assuming everyone stays healthy. Uh, that could be a, a prospect emerging like Mark Vientos or Brett Beatty, who I think um, are relatively close. That could be the Mets deciding they want to add something at, at the trade deadline. Uh, I, I think that right now, unless Dominic Smith or J.D. Davis can get hot and sort of solidify that spot themselves, and I think they're going to have a lot of run to do that because the lineup has performed so well up to this point, 
Um, I, I think there might be one bat that needs to get added, but again, you're nitpicking and you look at what this Mets team has done. You talk about the additions. It's just getting quality at bats in big spots. Like it, having guys like Mark Hanna and Eduardo Escobar that hit the sacrifice fly and do those little things that aren't sexy, but it, it gets the job done. And I think the other thing that has to be mentioned a lot is the, the biggest change from, from the returning players last year to this year is Jeff McNeil is Jeff McNeil again. Yeah. Um, I think that, it, whatever the messaging was with the two hitting coaches, it got really convoluted for McNeil in particular. And I think they've got him back to just reacting and trusting his, his great play discipline, his great bat to ball skills. And also I think the dead baseball is helping McNeil because mm. it's got him away from even thinking power. Right. It's just, let me look at the hole and let me hit the, he doesn't care about his, his exit velos or anything. He's hitting little ground balls like Jeff McNeil can do. And it's going to put him in position and maybe win a batting title. Uh, one more question for you on the Mets side of things. So the bullpen, yeah, it, it looks pretty good. Um, I've got some some serious questions though about you know like if we're doing this thing where it's like all right the the starter is out in the sixth, right in, the, in a playoff game. Yeah. Are who are you cool with going out there? So obviously we know the ninth is taken care of, but like, are we positive we're okay? With Joely Rodriguez, with Adam Adovino, with Trevor May, with Seth Lugo, like, are you cool with? T- can, I mean, I, I know things will change in the matchups depending, you know, usually for for Joely, but like, are you cool, or do you think there's one more guy they need to add in to that mix? I, I think that there's probably a need for one more arm. I, I will say Drew Smith has yet to give up a run. Yeah, he's I forgot to mention him. Yeah, he's fantastic. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, so Drew Smith and Edwin Diaz are the two guys right now that I can say pretty definitively you trust. Adam Adovino has pitched really well, but I just have no faith in him come October. Um, and Joel Rodriguez has been better. But like, yeah, I, I like Chase and Sharif has thrown the ball well. I, I think honestly when we get to that point, the Mets strength when it comes to, to the end of these games is going that 2019 nationals, um, you know, method of, of using the starting. You're going to pull Tyler McGill out there. Is that what you're saying? Or yeah, I, I guess who, I, who would it be? You know, Ty, Tywan Walker. I, I'm thinking, I, I would think McGill more than anyone. Yeah. Right. I think McGill's the guy who um, has stuff that would play up out of the bullpen that, that you would see maybe getting three innings and closing out a game for the Mets. I, I think that's where it most likely goes, but I also can see this is a, a team where Steve Cohen has been very aggressive. So I would not be shocked at all if he looked for a closer type to, to just add another lockdown arm to pair with Diaz and Smith. All right. I know you have the next read ready, so you do that. Yeah, I do. Well, I want to tell everyone that this episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure the often pointless and seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing only the brand their warehouse happens to carry one. Instead, you can go to rockauto.com, save 30%, 50%, maybe even 100% more with the exact same auto parts from a chain store or new car dealership. Rock Auto is a family business that has been serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Their prices are a lie below for every customer. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto parts needs. Go to rockout.com and see all the parts available for your car or truck. And once you're there, write Locked On in there. How'd you hear about, about us, Box? So they know that you that we sent you amazing selection, reliable low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. So Mets fans, here it is. Great. I've got some great news for you. 
I've let's got some talk, awesome news for you. <laughs> let's talk the pitching probables in this series. I don't even want to mention the, the Mets first. Let's just go through the Nationals. Uh, because the Mets actually haven't even announced their starters just yet. Maybe they're thinking about uh, giving their guys a blow and calling somebody I, up. The ESPN minors. has them listed. I'm not sure what you use. Oh, okay. I, I was looking at LB.com. So I, I'll, See, uh, I've, nobody's, it's not really liable. Would you like to hear the Mets one? Because I feel like that's the easy well, part. Okay, you know what? So let's do this. Let me guess. Okay, just based on, on me. me. Uh, All right, Tuesday. Is. So Carlos Carrasco. No. On Tuesday? No. no. Carlos Carrasco is not taking the ball game one? No. They have what Tyler McGill? Yes. So Carrasco did pitch uh, before McGill, if I'm not mistaken. So I, it should be Carrasco's turn, but we'll see. I, I guess maybe they will go McGill. It'll be those two guys and Taiwan Walker. Yeah, Walker's in the middle right now. Carrasco's the last game. Yeah, that's not happening. Car- Carrasco, I think ESPN's wrong there. I, I don't know why you would hold Carrasco when he's been near the best of the, of the three. And I think he should be in line to pitch on full rest uh, for that first game. He was, he was pitching in the double header, which I believe was last Tuesday. So he's, I mean, he's, he's had a week. So I, I imagine that, see, you know what? ESPN is not reliable, Josh. I'm sorry. No, they're not. They, they sometimes just have a hole where somebody's supposed to be pitching and I'll go to Twitter and look, it was like three hours ago. It was announced somebody was pitching there. So uh, that is fair. All right. Would you, would you like to hear who's pitching for the Washington Nationals? <laughs> I I got it right here, but I'll let you I'll let you uh, tell the Mets fans that I've got great news, Mets fans. It's Patrick Corbin in Game One, who did who did pitch a complete eight inning complete game last time out. So like, can we talk about that first? Yeah, that is that was the most hilarious. It it was such a like a fifth place team good start. It's like, hey, you saved the bullpen, Patrick. You gave up five (laughs) runs, but hey, only three of them were earned. I also (laughs) saw there was a headline on, if you click on Patrick Corbin at LB.com, it said something like, uh, Corbin like like dazzles with three strikeouts or something. (laughs) (laughs) We didn't walk anybody, which is a positive. I will say this, the last two starts for him, um, six innings, four hits, three runs, two earned, uh, two walks and eight Ks and six innings against the Marlins. And then the eight innings, nine hits, five runs, three earned. Chad to Alcides Escobar for that. And then three Ks. Um, the problem was the start before that, he gave up seven runs and inning in two thirds. And you go look at the rest. It was not good. Um, so, yeah, you get him in game one. Then you get Aaron Sanchez in game two. And look, if you want, if you say, who the hell is that? I'm with you. I actually don't know. I mean, I know who he is. I've seen him pitch this year, but like, I could not give you a thorough breakdown on on how Aaron Sanchez, the pitcher, well, I, match up. I, I could I could tell you he he was great as a like Blue Jay like seven years yeah. ago, and that and was like injured. three arm injuries ago, and he's been around. I think he's been with the Astro. He's been all over the place, and he hasn't been successful anywhere. And right now, he's got an ERA close to nine. So yes, um, not Which good. Is, that's pretty average for the Nationals. If you ERA around nine. And then you get well, Yoan, oh, yeah, well on. Yoan Adone uh, in the final game, like where, you know, he's 23 years old. He might end up being decent, but like uh, there's a whole lot of uh, – his ERA is seven. So, I mean, like, I'm not sure. Is, is, he, is, is he Chris Flexen? You know, when Chris Flexen was on the Mets where you just have this guy who's in a rotation that probably shouldn't be two years a little bit too early – and then maybe in like three yeah. years. He's so gonna... he's, yeah, definitely. He's definitely way too early. This is like a necessity thing. I mean, this, this is also a team that signed, you know, Anibal Sanchez to pitch for them this year as the starters. And is he's been injured. Shocker is 39. Um, and he has not good gone for, yet. Hey, good for Anibal Sanchez for getting one more MLB oh, check, right? Way to get the bag, right? Way to get, but like people showed up to a bullpen and all of a sudden people were like, oh, he's going to get signed. And Nash was like, that's, that's the guy we got to have. 
that's the guy that we have to have. Uh, your game time is not sure if you like to do this, but 705-705-105 on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. If you're a Nats fan, say it on Nass, and if you're a Mets fan on SNY. There you go. There you go. Yeah, I get you all ready to go for this series. Look, I don't want to say that this is a must sweep. It's, of course, not a must sweep. But when you look at the pitching matchups, it's kind of hard for me to think that this is a series the Mets shouldn't be able to go out and, and win every game. Like, like Yeah. I, I mean, the, also, the, Nats- the Nats are 3-11 and 11 at home. So the, like, that's the home field advantage, huh? Yeah, there's well, no, many, I mean, it's gonna be what, it's gonna be on the road? South. It's yeah, they're actually they're like they are pretty decent on the road. They, they actually, yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, I think that uh, this is lined up pretty nicely for the Mets. Now that I'm thinking about it, I don't even think they have swept a series yet this season. Uh, they that's just what I was thinking. So my prediction is two or three, just because that's part of the course. Yeah. Um, and potential sweep. So which, which yeah. here's my question: which which game do you think the Nats get? I think it's the Corbin game. <laughs> I can see that's <laughs> what I was thinking too. Because like thinking... actually, he didn't pitch like disastrously the first game of the year against the Mets. Um yeah. So I could see that happening, or I could see. I mean, the the Mets the Nats bullpen has actually been pretty decent. Like, you know, in the stretches, like there have been sometimes where it's like, can you give us six innings? The bullpen's like, sure, we'll give you guys six shutout innings, but we lose the game anyway. So th- that could happen and maybe a ping pong game three of the series in a day game. But I'm going to go with um, two or three uh, and, you know, I'm 51% two or three, 49% sweep. I'm going sweep. It's got to be a sweep. That that pitching's so bad. Um, yeah. And I, I, at some point the Mets are going to sweep a series and this would be the series um, yeah. easiest to sweep. So, uh, Josh, why don't you tell all of uh, my listeners where they can find your work over at Locked On Nationals? Yeah, if you just heart the Washington Nationals, you want more sadness. Uh, <laughs> no, if you guys want to find our content, you guys can find us on Twitter at LO underscore Nationals. You guys can find the show uh, wherever you guys get your podcast and on YouTube as well. You can find me at Josh Neighbors underscore. It's on the screen here. And also, if you're listening, once again, at Josh Neighbors underscore. And for the Nationals listeners who might be tuning in, you can find me on Twitter at Finkelstein Ryan. You can find the show at Locked On Mets. You can find Locked On Mets wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. As always, thank you for making this your first listen every day. Now for your second listen, check out Sully with Locked On MLB, where he'll keep you updated with everything going on. Now you're going to say Locked On Nats. Come on now. Well, if they're listening, they've already Not tuned there. in to today's show. Yeah. Okay. But you can check out yeah. what Josh has done for your second list. If you want to listen to, to I guess, Monday's show or yes. uh, listen to Sully with Locked on MLB wherever you get podcasts.